0: Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the fourth and last snippets of our series on debit and credit cards. This episode is dedicated to the implications of those cards for treasurers. Finally, we are getting to the real deal. But we wanted to clearly break down what was behind them so we could understand better how corporate departments are impacted by their usage. In this episode, expect to learn why big companies try to avoid making payments via cards, how B2C business to consumers' companies need to properly set up their collection setup so they can accept credit cards, the one and only reason big companies sometimes use credit cards as a way of payments. and if you are often traveling for business, you might already have an idea. And much more. As said, this is the last snippet of our big episode on debit and credit cards that will be posted next We hope you enjoyed this series. If that is the case, please rate us on your favorite podcast app. This is the best way to support us and allow us to be discovered by more and more people. With all that being said, let's get on with the show.
1: All right, Grimm, So you took us through uh, what debit cards and credit cards are, um, the different uh, what you call stakeholders, different parties involved in the transaction, and who gets a cut of what and what each person's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, tie all this back to corporate treasury. What, how does this implicate corporate treasury exactly?
2: Yeah. So we often start this section, the implication for corporate treasury, by tackling obvious points: um, the fact that big companies and so corporate treasury departments rarely do pay their suppliers, employees, and so on uh, via credit cards. We said the same for the checks, and we said the same for uh, physical cash. So the implications for corporate treasury here are mostly linked to collections.
1: Okay, but if you're a B2C company getting paid uh, by customers in credit cards, B2B probably less, maybe it's a bit more bank transfers, but uh, could be as well. Uh, exactly. But, I mean, I've had in the past corporate cards, for example. So corporate credit cards.
2: As an employee, um, you
1: mean? As an employee, yeah, yeah. For, issued by my companies for my travel expenses and whatnot. That, that, that's an implication for the treasurer,
2: right? Indeed. Um, and that is very spot on, but that's that's something else. So it's indeed credit cards. Um, yeah. So companies do not pay their different business partners via credit card payments. They will rather choose more electronic or electronic forms of payments. However. It is quite handy as an employee who travels a lot to indeed have a credit card and that is managed by the company and using the company's money, which should be the case, right? You're traveling for business, so your company is paying every expenses related to it.
0: However, those are
2: called credit cards program. And this is something that is made available for the employees, but this is not the company directly paying its stakeholders via credit card. So what I propose is that we don't cover them in this episode. Uh, this is, again, something just different. But we can definitely bear it in mind for another.
1: Clad the classic Guillaume line for
2: another. <laughs> when I do not know how to answer, this is <laughs> another episode. <laughs>
1: okay, so what about collections? Then there must be a lot of implications for collections. We talked about cash, right? Yeah. Uh, as a company that you're, someone that's collecting cash, it's actually a lot of um, implications. Your bank network needs to be um, as broad as your branch network as well, etc. Tell us about. Uh, the implications in treasury yeah. uh, for a company that's collecting payments in for me as a, as a, a cafe. Absolutely. What implications are taken into account.
2: That's the perfect example. And it actually is going to sound familiar, Hussam. Um, but we are talking here mostly about retail businesses such as your cafe, indeed. As explained, uh, when doing business between each other, companies rarely choose to pay via credit card because, first of all, uh, the cost is rather high, as we saw, and because it's uh, actually not convenient at all. When you pay from one service center or from he- one head office to another, you don't want to go physically to the other person's business and pay there. However, in retail um, and in the case of your cafe, when you sell to consumers, you need to be able to accept credit cards. That's That's a given. And as this is for now uh, the most widely used form of payments. So indeed it's exactly like cash. So the main question is how to collect debit and credit card payments in the most efficient way. As a corporate treasurer, your implication here is for you to select a banking partner that is member of as many networks as possible in the first place.
1: your banking uh, partnerships and relationships. Well one of the fundamentals of corporate treasury as highlighted in our ebook,
2: Exactly. Uh, oh my it? god. Serious <laughs> position. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Make sure you download our ebook, guys, corporate treasury101.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, but as part of like what you always say, Guillaume, like you need to negotiate those fees, I guess, right? The bigger you are, the more scale you have, you can negotiate those fees um up or down, right? Precisely.
2: Yeah, agreed. Uh, that's it. And it's pretty much all comes to selecting the right banking partner because you want a not to pay too much for your collection means, but also have as many payment networks uh, available as possible for you to collect money from your customers. So that's what you need to bear in mind. Collecting money from as many network scouts as possible was bearing in mind, for instance, local specificities. Uh, You just mentioned Maestro earlier. Maestro is quite used in certain countries. Uh, Bank contact is another, such as uh, Belgium, for instance, and the Netherlands, you use quite a lot this network. So as a corporate treasurer, when you select a banking partner, you pay attention to what payment that was their member of, how they enable you to collect card payments. So you need a point of sale, uh, potentially a cashier, a checkout, uh, and something that allows you to read credit card payments and the fees, obviously.
1: You mentioned earlier about the point of sale, right? The card machine. Do banks make card machines? Are they the ones making it or is that like a third party involved?
2: Yeah, that is a very good question. So certain banks do. The biggest often propose it, obviously. Some others don't, but use third-party partners, which will also take an additional fee in all this. So that's a very spot on, again, because when you select a banking partner, you want to make sure that they have a native in-house solution for credit card collections, for instance, and do not require an additional third-party that, I mean, we just talked about it, right? There are quite some already involved, and they all take quite a rather large fee out of the coffees you sell. So you want to pay attention to this. But if your company is big enough anyways uh, to have a corporate treasury department, it is very likely that the types of banking partners you are dealing with propose some solutions for credit cards acquiring
1: these mm. these fees are really like it's like taxes almost right no no yeah.
2: that's literally <laughs> it's it's a percentage of what you earn that's the parallel is perfect indeed and So in the end, compared to the two other payment types we talked about so far, so cash and checks in our payments uh, stories journey, credit cards are obviously the much more convenient, but also the more expensive since they are percentage based. And this, just a little um, anecdote on this, percentage based is what you tend and try as much as possible to avoid as a corporate treasurer, because you don't have any control out of it. Like no matter how much revenue you will make, you will always pay more depending on your, your your revenue. Sorry. Whereas if you choose a means of payments or collection that makes you pay a unique and unit fee, then it's much more interesting for you. However, they are so widely used today, the credit cards, that a B2C business cannot circumvent them. That's how it is.
1: So you would negotiate these fees whilst you're selecting your banking partner, right?
2: Yeah. And obviously, the bigger your business, uh, the better the conditions you're likely to get. So the bigger you make your RFP or your selection of banking partners, the better condition you might have. But this is indeed something you should challenge your banks on, also on a regular basis, since it represents quite some money at the end of the year.
1: Thank you very much, Kian.
2: Thank you, Sam.